of the morning metro it is july 20th or no july 30th wow july 30th 2021 we of course your hosts grid 21 and cappy say hello cappy hi hi hi, hi. <laughs> oh okay okay all right cappy's in a in a uh i don't know like a well you're you're always you're just cappy you're just always in a mood of something yeah kind. I don't i'm know. just me i'm just, just me and um, yeah so um I'm but me. yeah um Kathy, <laughs> though how how was your how was your week for the people who are listening um uh where's... let's see uh got migraine yesterday mm. um tire was flat yes uh monday Oof. when i was coming into work Yikes. Uh, but other than that it was actually pretty good cool um yeah I'm eating grapes. I'm sorry. Not much happened. So I mean, it was a work week. So it the work. <laughs> nice. Um, I just got over a week long stomach virus, which wasn't fun to deal with. So um, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. I, 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 I spent an entire week not streaming, and then I got back to streaming as of uh the 29th of July, and I uh was. Like, do I know how to, do I remember how to stream? Do I know what I'm doing? And I, and I did it and it was fine. I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, but we've got, um. What does this button do? Uh, yeah. self-destruct auto. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, we got a couple different things to talk about, um, on the show as usual. Um, or I've got a few things to talk about as well. And, uh, I guess, I don't know. I guess I'll go ahead and throw it off, uh, to start. Um, so for anybody that's been watching the Olympics, um, they're in Tokyo. They are going on right now, but they're in Tokyo. And uh, you, those trained among you may have noticed that during the opening ceremony, quite a few video game theme songs were actually played. Um, and I have an article yeah, from I mean esports.com where it says video games are a huge part of the culture in Japan. And some of them have amazing, sometimes even orchestral tunes. During the, Olymp the opening ceremony of the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, we got to hear almost exclusively video game music when the Olympians walked out into the mostly empty stadium. Uh, we listed some of our favorites below, uh, followed by the full list. Um, so I'll just read the full list instead. So, uh, Tales of Series, Sori's uh, Theme, The Shepherd, Kingdom Hearts, uh, Olympus, uh, Colism, uh, Chrono Trigger, Frog Theme, Ace Combat, First Flight, Tales of Series, Royal Capital, uh, Majestic, uh, Grandeur, uh, Monster Hunter, Wind of Departure, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, Starlight Zone, which is, I don't know why I didn't recognize that, because I've played uh, a few. That's one, of my, that's one of my favorite themes from Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, like, I've never uh, actually heard that one, surprisingly. Um, and just a number of other lists and stuff, um, I wish I could, like, uh, explain to, uh, people listening by audio, how do you, how do you catch this list? Actually, the funny thing is, you know what's weird? It's not even loading the full URL for this. Oh, because, oh, that's cool. My article I just had just went back to the main page of esports.com. Awesome! Not really. Uh, well, that's awkward. Well, frick. Okay, control H, history. Um, I'm looking for it. Cappy, buy time. 
Um, <laughs> by time, by time, you got grapes. You got grapes. grapes? Um, oh, grapes. Well, anyway, so yeah, um, I don't know <laughs> where this list went. Something's just disappeared on me for some awesome reason. Thank you. Um, I was under the gaming section actually. Now that I looked at it. Um, but yeah, so I thought it was pretty cool that um, I didn't. So I didn't. Oh, there's the article. Cool. I can put a people. I can put it for people that are in chat. That's 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 awesome. Um, I didn't realize that that was what was playing during the Olympics, and I think that's pretty cool that they picked some really, you know, pretty cool themes and stuff for uh, you know, because we used a traditional orchestral music for the uh the Olympics, but I think it's kind of a nice um like honor just be like hey video games you know themes for the olympics and stuff I, that's that's cool i know that's not gonna happen all the time but that is pretty cool though honestly yeah i mean i mean honestly it doesn't surprise me that you know we we would hear like video game or orchestral versions of it uh-huh. because i mean yeah J- japan japan has a massive esports scene mm-hmm. and actually has a, a lot of laws pertaining to uh, video game co- uh, competitions, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. and they're very protective of like gaming and so on and so forth. I mean, you have you have cafes that you can just go in and play video games for however video long game you cafes. want. Video game cafes, that's yeah, cool. Pretty much, yeah, that's pretty cool. I would be uh, down for that. It it, it was kind of getting there in the United States, but. There wasn't like a major market for for it in the United States because I mean yeah because we're, we're not cool here. <laughs> no, it, it's I'm just basic. It, it's basically you, the United States is all about like traditional cafes like coffee shops, yeah, um, food, I, yeah, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it, it's it's interesting to see like the cultural differences that we have. Mm-hmm compared to like other countries and so on and so forth mm-hmm. yeah. and i apologize if you see me playing with uh alan wrench i oh you're fine nobody cares today so oh no that's <laughs> fine we all have our our things that we mess with um but yeah so i don't know i thought it was pretty cool that um you know that that there's this uh now the thing is is that uh it's like to the people that are video game literate I guess they would have like noticed that there's um that there's uh these video game themes played. I wonder how many people though like during um as far, as far as just the athletes are concerned. I wonder how many of them like recognized some of the themes they're walking in and be like, "Oh, I recognize that or I played that as a kid." You know, I wonder what that was yeah. like to walk yeah, in there it, and and to possibly hear it, hear and recognize that. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see their reactions like, oh, yeah, I know this song. Oh, yep, yep. I haven't um, heard the song yep. since I was a uh, kid before I got yeah. into the Olympics. <laughs> I got yeah. to the wrong, I guess I got into the wrong, uh, wrong sport. Oof, Kappa. Um, uh, Kappa is, is sarcasm for anybody who's listening and doesn't know what Twitch culture is somehow. Uh, no, joke, it's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, anyway, it was just a little tidbit, little article. Um, I caught it originally about that on Twitter and then. I heard it uh, again, or saw this article again. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." I'll just talk about it since you know that's what we talk about on here. Um, 
I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how we bounce back and forth for our articles, because I guess if you want to talk about something, then I'll come back, or do I go through my stuff? Um, I don't know. Whatever you want to do. I, if you I got something, go I have one article today, but... Do you want to do mean, your it, one, you want to do your one article? Well, it's about the one topic we were going to discuss oh, about. Oh, okay, the, well, I guess yeah. I'm, let's see, how can I nicely segue this? Here, I'm going to slide the, this up uh, at the end, and I'll do... I'll do this. So, um, kind of staying with, with music really quick. All right. This is kind of embarrassing because I know what my people in my community know what my obsessions are. And then it's like, but then it's like, it's really cool too. Um, so for those in my community, everybody knows that I'm really obsessed with Riot's, uh, virtual K-pop group, KDA. And this morning, uh, Riot Games Music tweeted out that KDA underscore music, uh, congratulations to KDA underscore music on their gold record for pop stars. And basically, oh, that's, that's really cool. Um, so basically, uh, a gold record uh, is like saying that it's sold, I think, X amount of copies and it's, um, I guess, crossed a certain threshold. I should look up exactly what uh, a gold means, but. Um, cause I guess like I found two different articles. One said the real meaning of gold and platinum records. And then there's like one had like a quick definition. So I'm not really sure which one it is, but, um, it's just, it's really cool. Like I, I, I've really been a heavy like follower of, of Riot's virtual K-pop group and stuff. And, um, was, uh, I, I woke up this morning and read this and was just like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. Um, so yeah, but um it's really fun to see like your fandom get to this, you know, status level. So even if they are, you know, virtual. But actually the funny thing is I was reading a previous article a couple months ago that the idea of virtual artists is not new because technically speaking, Alvin and the Chipmunks, it was the first original form of a virtual band because alvin of course yes. isn't real but um there's a history like a long history of virtual artists that were used for either marketing or just selling some type of particular type of music and stuff and um you know kda is just the another example of it because and you have um uh, I, I think it's Miku Kitsun is another one uh, that's really big in China, I think, um, and a number of other ones, then, but... Oh, go ahead. And then you, have, you also have bands from, like, uh, the Adult Swim, uh, Deathlock, yes. uh, which is, yeah, which is a metal that. band. Yeah. Um, and I think there was one from Japan as well. Um, oh, blonde, blue hair, blue hair. I'm drawing yeah, a blank. It, yeah, that, that was like, it was that Miku Kitsune, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's mm -hmm. it. Yeah, so, um, really, really super cool. So, um, I guess I know KDA isn't real, but congrats to KDA for their gold, um, level record and stuff. Um, well, Still, congrats to the artist who got to the gold. artist I mean, G, G Idol, yeah. Madison Beers, um, Mian and yeah. Soyan from from G Idol specifically, and I'm trying to I'm drawing a blank on all the artists because it's like because KDA is made up of like for, okay for a little bit backstory everybody who's listening KDA is made up of actual artists from um, well you know well known music groups such as G Idol 
and um, who's another Korean K-pop, or yeah, sorry, Korean and K-pop in the same sense, K-pop uh, artists and stuff. So it really, it's kind of more of a congrats to them that a collaborative project to help, you know, boost a virtual project got the recognition like that. And I think it's really cool. But I, the, I, the fandom, the, the, the tweets um, below are like, oh my gosh, bring back you know, KDA, we needed this. Honestly, I would love to see more KDA this year because it's it's been a sucky year so far, in my opinion. Yeah. And I really want more KDA right now. And I didn't get enough, so please bring it back. But um, yeah, that uh, I thought it was just really super cool. And I got so excited because I was like, oh my gosh, are they going to bring KDA back this year? But no, it's just to celebrate that one thing. So yeah, really, really super cool. Um, I mean, if we're if we're going to continue with the music, uh, sure uh, theme. Uh, recently, a very well known um, uh, metal artist uh, that goes by the name of Joey Jordison. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a fan of Slipknot, he's one of the founding members. Sadly, passed away. Um, I oh, believe no. on Monday at the age of 42. Um, he had a lot of medical conditions and. Oh, unfortunately, hear that. rumors rumors are pointing to him succumbing to his uh, medical conditions. Unfortunately, oh, uh, really condolences goes out to yeah, the Jordan family and uh, Slipknot mm-hmm. as well. I mean, it, it he he was literally one of the top drummers for the new metal scene, and it just sent wakes in the community mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Condolences to um, the family and members of the Slipknot. Sure, uh, definitely. Slipknot and stuff like that. So. Yeah, but um, but anyway, so that's just kind of the bit of the music news stuff that um that I came across uh today, and I I'm I'm gushing over the I'm just gushing over like oh my gosh, KDA got a gold record. Ah. No, that that that's amazing. Like. That is. Ah, <laughs> let's go. Um. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I'm gonna try to move on. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna try to obsess over that. Over. I'm gonna be gushing over probably after after this episode. But yeah. Um. Kind of more. Um. Uh. League of Legends news, sort of. And and this is also kind of like I think a general talk. Maybe I could. I guess we have this as a general talk about. Uh. Just balances in games of sorts. Um. So, Riot released uh, Action, who's a new character in uh, League of Legends, and he's kind of a, I don't know if he's a marksman exactly, or what he does. He, he's got like a, well, I know, I know he's, he's got a grapple hook, actually, which is really cool. That's, he's like the first grapple hook character to like, he can actually like grab on to parts of the summoner's rift and swing himself around, like, like Batman. Pretty oh, cool. that's cool. That's um, cool. And uh, apparently, though, uh, th- so, in the European esports, uh, the L- uh, LEC, um, action will actually be disabled, uh, apparently. And this comes out from uh, Peter uh, Schmidt, who said, As per LEC rules, action will be disabled for playoffs. As he's being released on the playoffs patch, we asked all teams if they wanted uh, this change, uh, if they wanted to change action. Uh, will be available at Worlds, which the vast, which the vast majority of teams um, declined. Uh, him being enabled, uh, you know, for the game and stuff. And um, 
let me try to like scroll down. So I'm having a small like audio issue in the background. Oh, now that's actually working. Yay. Cool. That's working now. Um, and, and this comes from, again, esports.com. And uh, apparently one of the esports teams or one of the uh, grabs from G2 tweeted that action will be enabled for worlds and Asian regions. But thankfully, LEC teams have decided, nah, let's not have him uh, have it in playoffs. Let's hope it won't be as strong at worlds. And uh, um, I'm kind of bringing this up a little bit because I feel like them disabling one particular character during the current um, like playoffs and stuff is not it's not great in my opinion because i feel like it i mean i'm not in any i'm not really in the esports scene like i don't like play league that competitively but i feel like to have one character disabled that you're only going to ever encount now uh you know in a deal with in at worlds uh which basically for everybody who doesn't know what worlds is it's essentially where like the two best teams in league of legends if from all regions compete for the world's cup to you know basically stand as like the best league of legends team and i feel like to not have worlds available or not have not worlds available and not have action available until worlds is kind of silly because it doesn't really give them give teams a chance to see how to play around action or how to like really play him I feel like this is a kind of a disadvantage um, to all the teams because it's like if action is enabled at Worlds and they haven't a chance to like give them a chance to try or play unless they have a way of playing them outside of competitive scene. Um, I think this is kind of silly. Like this is just me, but what do you think I about mean, like stuff being disabled or not for competitive integrity or whatever, Cappy? I'm I'm kind of used to it because, well, many people in the community know that I'm a very avid Magic the Gathering player. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm I'm used to like cards being banned as soon as they're released, and you know, like the sudden ban changes, so on and so forth. Like, yeah. Um, one of the one of the popular formats that I play is called Commander, where you have a person uh, card that's your your basically leader of the deck of the deck you have. Okay. And all of a sudden, a card that a card that was very problematic in the competitive scene for Commander was just recently banned, and you know, I'm I'm used to like things being banned or disabled okay um i can i can understand like when like a certain card is banned in any format it's problematic mm -hmm. um i could i could see the reason why you know this specific hero or whatever you want to call it champion yeah is banned as well i mean from what i understand is that from your description of the character is probably because of the movement being too fast that and also and i think able... well he can also like the one of his abilities is that i think if an ally of his is killed if he kills the person that killed his ally that champion gets rezzed instantly that's one of his abilities apparently oh okay so i guess for you know so, some of the yeah go on yeah i could i could definitely see how that would be 
that would be problematic, especially if it's, you know, a new feature and stuff like that and it hasn't yeah. been thoroughly playtested. Yeah. Or, you know... I mean, it's not that it hasn't been thoroughly playtested, it's just that, like, they haven't, like... Uh, well, the, the, the excuse was is that supposedly, I guess, his... Um, he was considered, I guess, too strong, even though his win rate on League is, like, not that high, and they gave him, like, two buffs since his release, but, um, I guess they still feel like he, you know, he's still too strong of a character to throw into the mix of the current, like, meta for champions that are already out and stuff, so that's kind of some of the reasoning behind it, I guess. There's probably more reasoning that I don't quite understand, it may not be fully in this article, but I just looked at it and was just like, uh, okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, prime prime example was back in, uh, um, I want to say it was the open tournament back in 2019 before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was this one card uh, from Corset 2019 um, in Golos Tireless Pilgrim. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty much what what it did was is you can exile the top three cards of your library and you can play any of those cards. Okay. As long as it meets the timing uh, requisites. Okay. Well, the problem was is that there was this one specific card that basically would combo off with him, and it pretty much took up ninety-seven or like sixty-seven percent of the competition field. Oh, and okay. Everyone was just playing it, and they they introduced an emergency ban before this major tournament happened and uh, a lot of people were like why all of a sudden you know these two cards being banned or you know restricted and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. yeah i can can see i can see why you know Mm -hmm. it, it was banned because more than likely that would have been like the number one used champion and stuff like that yeah, I mean it, it. It's really all about the meta. Like when it comes to competitive mm-hmm. uh, Magic: The Gathering, or you know any any esports. Yeah, uh, it's all about the meta and figuring out how to counter the meta, how to make sure that someone has the meta, and so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that was just something that I caught. That I was just like, oh man, like that's that's interesting. I don't know if this is the only time that. A champion has been banned in in uh, pro scene for like after release or not, but you know I know Riot's released some like there's they released some good champions, released some good you know some bad ones. Action I've still yet to play because I don't have Blue Essence actually to get them in the league client. That's kind of annoying, but whatever, I'll get them eventually. Um, I mean, it, like example, like just recently, uh, Ventures in the Forgotten Realms and Magic: The Gathering just released its. The mm-hmm. crossover set for Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons. Huh. They automatically banned uh, one card from this set for, for when rotation hits, uh, I believe in September, two, uh, about two months away now. So um, are they going to like and- allow that back into rotation? Like, how do you. How, so, if, if a, so if a card is banned, how do you how do they like reintegrate it into the game to be part of the meta for is there like a season a rotation you know how does that work exactly yeah it's it's like a rotation so let's let's say for example uh this ro- this rotation the following sets are going to be removed uh, you have throne of eldraine which is like a storybook version like a storybook 
Okay. Or, you know, like Disney classic stories like Snow White, Seven Dwarfs, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Then you have Icor- Icoria, which is all about um, big monsters, create your own monsters, so on and so forth. Okay. And then you have um, Theros Beyond Death, which is uh, Greek gods and so on and so forth, or uh, and stuff like that. Those sets are being rotated out. The sets that are actually being in this set is um, Adventures in Forgotten Realms, uh, Core Set, no, Core Set 2021 is being rotated out. Okay. Um, You have Zendikar Rising, um, Zendikar Rising. SC tries to cite everything. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the sets, and I'm I'm a huge Magic the Gathering player. Lol. It's so hard to keep up. Right, uh, Strixhaven, yeah. Strixhaven, which is basically a Harry Potter set. Uh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, which is the D and D set, and then Innistrad, which is werewolves and vampires, which is the next set that's coming out when rotation hits, and then you have the next uh, four sets that are coming out, not including. Uh, uh, ancillary sets like uh, Modern Horizons, Time Spiral Remastered, so on and so forth. Hmm. Nice. Um, and when a card is banned, it's usually like just specifically for standard, um, mm-hmm. because standard is more of like, okay, these cards are going to be problematic in standard, but modern. Uh, Pioneer, Commander, usually these aren't problems because those are eternal formats, which include, like, every single uh, Magic the Gathering set. Hmm. So. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's hard to keep up, I know. (laughs) Yeah, it's it it makes my head spin a little bit. So, but anyway, um, you know, but I hope at some point, you know, when Worlds does, you know, happen, I hope the teams will know what they're doing with because one of the things that the first thing came to mind is like, okay, so let's just say that you have like an LPL, an LCK team, or even like an LEC team go up against like any one of the other regions, and they have a chance. They haven't had a chance to really. Nobody's had a chance to play with play with action, and then suddenly he gets pulled out for the draft for um for the the pick, and then. Like the entire game just tilts. Like I know it's I think it's like a best of five at worlds for um for stuff. So like he could go in maybe like one or two rounds, or he might go in and get banned or whatever. But I just felt kind of so like where where do you go in to like practice how that champion works? Like do they have because I know that like esports players are lucky. They get special special versions of the league client that us consumers don't get to have, and I'm really jealous about that because apparently the the yeah. esports version is more stable. Actually, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. This it's just speculation. I hope that, I hope they get to um, have a chance to play with it and know how he works. Um, if not, well, have fun at Worlds, and you know, may the best team win. I suppose. Um, uh, <coughs> Dom won. <coughs> uh, Cloud Nine. <coughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyway that was just a little bit of a little bit of um stuff i just wanted to cover that i just thought was interesting um i'm still trying to learn how to um like grab esports news exactly so that's something that i'm trying to like this is my first attempt at trying it so i'm sorry if it was a little bit boring i'm just where it's a it's something i 
I was going to ask Cappy about like, hey, let's do you want to cover some esports news? He's like, yeah, totally. And I'm like, cool. Uh, where do I find the best esports news to talk about and stuff? So <laughs> yeah. that that's going to take some uh, some good fishing around and, and, you know, a little bit of practice for me. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. Um, I'm moving on to technology here a little bit. We might circle back around something depending on how our time looks for the show. Um, I, oh gosh, I want to talk about this camera first, or do I want to talk about the, you know what, Cappy's been, I've been taking, like, most of the reins for the show, I'm going to hand this to, to Cappy, because the last thing's kind of like me, like, nerding out over something, but, um, I'll give this to Cappy, so Cappy, you have an article, and I did see this video, and we're going to talk about this, so, set us up. Okay, so, the article we're going to be talking about is, uh, recently, the California Electric Commission or Coalition, I'm not exactly sure uh, what exactly uh, California's regulations are. Um, Jay's Two Cents uh, recently did a video and about this. Apparently, Reddit is being, well, Reddit and, you know, freaking hot out mess. over dumpster fire, you know, hot mess <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh -huh. Um, so recently, uh, the California, uh, electric coalition or commission, uh, announced that are gaming computers being banned? Question no. mark. <laughs> Clickbait. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much all the articles are being clickbait. Uh, what exactly nice. this means is, is that there, uh, specifically computers are being targeted for how efficient they are in sleep mode, uh, hibernation, so on and so forth. Um, I'm going to touch on this lightly because I'm not exactly 100% sure what California is trying to do or the West Coast uh, Coalition, <sighs> Oregon, Hawaii, yeah, so on and so forth. <laughs> Um, pretty much what this is, what they're trying to do is they're trying to specifically target, uh, energy efficiency when a computer's asleep or not being used or inactivity. Okay. Um, so pretty much what this means is that if your computer is asleep or in, being inactive, it must reach a certain power consumption. Mm -hmm. Um, to the general user, usually when you buy a computer, it automatically meets these requirements. However, Dell, Asus, Acer, so on and so forth, a lot of their desktop computers don't meet these requirements. Mm -hmm. Now, this is only specifically targeting pre-built computers and thin clients uh, like the Intel NUC. Um, and other small form factor computers. Um, but pretty much it, it basically is restricting on what can be sold in specific states, not like uh, statewide or United States wide or over mm -hmm. in European countries and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so let me cover what exactly is being targeted. You have desktop computers or according to how it is worded in the in California's documents is computers that are designed not to be movable. 
which is okay. like uh, desktop-based computers, yeah. so on and so forth. Okay. Laptops are being laptops and convertibles are also being um, targeted, and Oof. small form factor computers such as the Intel NUC. Okay. Um. Now, what is exact? Um. Power supplies that are 80 plus gold efficiency, PFC 9.0 at 50% load. I'm not exactly sure on what this means. I'll have to do further research and, you know, do an update uh, next episode or whenever we can meet together, together mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. um, power management uh, displays sleep within 15 minutes of inactivity. System sleeps or off within 30 minutes of inactivity. Small-scale servers and recommended workstations are not required to meet the power management requirements. Mm -hmm. So, uh, pretty much like a server that you have grid yeah. or a rack-mounted uh, rack uh, workstations, like, you know, it's mounted to a rack and so on and so forth. Uh -huh. um, they are also allowing uh, allowances for the following adding cards, additional hard disks, graphics cards, high bandwidth memory, uh, system memory, high speed internet capability, integrated displays, refresh rates above 300 hertz monitors. So basically, like the newest generation yeah. of like the Samsung Odyssey monitors, G Sync, um, you know, FreeSync stuff, yeah. etc. Yeah. Yeah. System memory, surveil uh, video surveillance cards, wired Ethernet, or fiber cards. Um, pretty much most of this stuff uh, with pre-built computers are already uh, uh, have allowance. And uh, pre-built or custom-built uh, systems are actually exempt from this as well. Hmm. Um, so nine times out of 10, those who build computers are actually exempt from this. You don't really have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about like, you know, California, uh, being knocking special on your door and saying, yeah, yes. Being the secret, uh, special police or something like that. Yeah. Um, but what is required is system integrators or system or people who Per, pre -built. make pre-built systems like, like Dell and all that. Yeah. For example. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this really isn't a concern to like major uh, consumers or anything like that. And I think that this is a knee-jerk reaction to the general public. As usual. Or as usual and stuff like that. I mean, most most of the stuff is actually dealt with behind the scenes rather than yeah uh up front and stuff like that so yeah. i mean if you see like a notice that it can't be shipped to california then it's probably well, because dell didn't do their job or you know system integrators didn't do their well, jobs the funny thing was gertron had sent me uh uh had sent me about or was talking to me about this and he says or what you could do is have a friend ship the computers that's banned to another friend and have that friend ship it to california <laughs> yeah, that that's actually what Jay's two cents actually mentioned in the article is yeah. basically uh, double drop shipping or something like that. Yeah, where you you have a friend buy a computer in a state that isn't being regulated, then import it to California. 
see, or the, to any of the states. See, what I'm what I'm really getting tired of um is okay. I look at it as okay, so for, I'm gonna just say straight up, I just personally don't believe environmentalism. I'm sorry, I don't. Um, you know, the earth is not going anywhere. That's just me. You can I not that that's not really for discussion at the moment, but anyway, that's just me. Um yeah. and I'm really getting super tired of these needless regulations for stuff. And I think California is off its rocker. And um I'm getting like I they're talking about these these power efficiencies and yada 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 and and you know and I'm great and it's great like it's okay it's I guess it's okay if you know if 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 a circuit board is a little bit more efficient, has a little less capacitors, a little more, a little less hoops to jump through to deliver whatever it's supposed to do, fantastic. But like, I'm sorry, but like, if the bill is paid, like you use as much power as you want. Like that's just how I've always looked at computing stuff because it's like people have to get their work done, and I'm sorry, but energy saving things has a tendency to cut performance. And this is a lot of unnecessary junk and fluff from California's regulation department to call for these things that they want changed, these efficiencies that they want in, you know, infused, all because, in my opinion, I think they're trying to push some sort of agenda, which is this environmentalism bullcrap. And that's just me. And I think that that's really irritating that. You know, and because it's, you know, because it's not clear defined because, you know, lawyers are great at, like, just not writing things properly in a way it's understandable. Um, now the general public, of course, obviously freaks out instantly. Um, and I, I just, I, I'm sick of it. Like, this is, this is so unnecessary and so dumb. Like, why? Like, why is this needed? I, so I, I think what they're trying to do is that they're trying to, you know, conserve energy rather than, but we're not running out of energy. Yes. Yes. And no. I mean, so (laughs) I'm, I'm personally, I'm partial. I'm like in between of like environmentalism and, uh, like global warming and stuff like that. I think that there is a need for for being uh, you know a little bit more efficient. Like yeah, a little bit more efficient because if let let's say for example, you know, we we want to have higher and better uh power for our gaming computers and just general appliances and stuff like that Uh in order to increase the the power we also have to increase the efficiency of Mm -hmm. how that energy is being used sure so it's a win-win situation in my personal opinion like you know we're trying to be conservative with our carbon footprint but we also want to have more energy efficient computers Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of like a win-win situation. It's not okay. that they're trying to, you know, 
be the bad guy here, but, you know, science has proven that, you know, the more efficient a computer, the more powerful it is. I mean, look at the yeah. look at the Ryzen processors. I mean, true. And yeah. Intel processors. I guess RTX use, card is in there. Yeah. 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 They use a lot less energy, but are more powerful than what we had like four or five generations ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of. And I, I mean, and to be fair, like, I'm not really, a f like, I'm not a fan of e-waste. In fact, actually, a small side note, the medals for the Olympics are actually reused iPhones and electronics. And that, that's freaking amazing. I, I absolutely love the fact that they're, you know, recycling uh, electronics for, like, medals and stuff like that. Yeah. And, I, you know, and I'm, and because I know that e-waste is definitely, like, a huge issue. Like, that is something that I do have a problem with, um, personally, because I just, like, there's a lot of, there is a lot of toxic metals in electronics, unfortunately, because of the way that they're, they're produced. And I don't mind if they're, because, like, the thing is, is that, you know, if we're going to look at alternate, you know, fuels and stuff, it's just, like, the, like, for example, um, solar panels are actually not a good idea because they do not biodegrade and you can't really reuse them. Like, there's, as I understood it, like, the way solar panels are constructed now, um, they don't last that long and they end up, like, they don't really, it's, I, there's something about, like, the way that they're made or whatever, you can't really, like, biodegrade, yeah. you can't really, like, reuse them. Um, wind power is completely inefficient and it kills birds in the flight uh <laughs> you know like there's there's stuff like that um but, but the thing is also too i think something that californians understand is that a great majority of people that that buy pre-built don't usually turn the computers off into sleep mode my computer is on basically 100 percent of the time because my theory is that it's better just to leave the electronics running than to keep constantly putting jolt in them every time you turn it on all the time like that's just my thing and most gamers are not going to care about what the efficiency level is because most people don't put their computers in this, into sleep states and for some people it causes driver issues if they put into sleep states too yeah i i do agree with that like windows is still notorious to be like oh hey i'm up i'm put to sleep oh you don't want to use your webcam okay <laughs> you know um so yeah, that you know, there there's a lot of pros and cons to this nonsense that I just kind of like it it just I sat there and I'm like of course it's California. And unfortunately, the bad part is whatever whatever California does, the state that I'm in, they follow suit too. Yay. Um and so it's going to like just really this this is just so unneeded and just I think this is a headache that's not necessary, but that's just me. So anyway, that was something I wanted to just kind of yeah. cover and stuff. I, so uh, I mean, I'm I'm neutral on this. I mean, that's it, fine. It, it is what it is. <laughs> There's nothing we can do about it. Fortunately, we can only just talk about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so I guess we went to last thing. So this is this is something actually I don't normally like do on the morning metro. I'm kind of excited about this. Um, I so. I'm going to pass this to Cappy because I think this is like really cool. This is a, a camera that I'm interested in that uh, Short Circuit did. It's the Sony ZV-E10 mirrorless camera um, and it's, uh, it's by Sony and it's not released yet. And I think it's really, really cool. Um, and from what I've seen so far, it looks like it takes really amazing photo and video. 
and I don't know when it's going to be released, but, um, yeah, it's, it's really, it, let's see, what, let me see if I look over some stuff. I don't know really how to talk about a product, so I don't actually have it in hand. Um, it does, uh, the usual, what is it, where's the video encoder? Um, it does 4K, 1080p, um, I don't think I see 720 here, but nobody does 720, so, like, I'm sure you probably could, though, but it does 720, it has, um, uh, 422 8-bit color, which is actually really nice, because that's, like, it's not completely, like, I think, I think broadcast is, like, 444 color space, but, uh, 422 is another color space and stuff, so that, I think that's, like, a generally, like, still really good one. Um, you can use external microphones, um, you can use it for, apparently, live streaming, potentially, which is something I'm waiting for Ebovox to do a video about this when it comes out, and if it, because it has an HDMI out, and if that's a clean HDMI out, I will seriously buy this camera, even though the, the, the suspected price is going to be around like $800 or so. But um, I think, is this with, uh, is that with, oh, yeah, so with the, an HDMI out. With, the, with the lens, it's uh, $798 at suspected. Without it, it's like 600 There's like only like a $100 difference between the two. I'd probably just get it with the lens. And you can get it in white, which is really cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's supposed to be able to use, I guess, for vlogging and photo taking and a bunch of other stuff. So I'll be, um, maybe I'll try to, like, talk about this when there's, like, some more reviews where I know more about it and stuff. It does, uh, JPEG and RAW, which is really cool for anybody who does, um, photography. Raw imaging is, like, really good because it means you have more editing power on it and it has a 14-bit picture or, you know, photos um again just the more information you can have for editing the better um the crop factor i'm a little concerned about i'm gonna have to probably like i don't know maybe i might have to actually have it in hand hopefully the crop factor is something where like it's like it's like a pre-cropped uh angle and for example like my camera i use for stream actually has a crop factor i don't know what that is exactly but then i had to buy a wide angle lens to give it that wider view and stuff to help compensate for it um, the ISO sensitivity is really, it goes, it goes from 100 to 32,000 and then has an extended of 50 to, uh, 51,200, uh, ISO. So that's really, um, you can shoot in some pretty low, sounds like some pretty low light stuff actually from what I can, if I'm understanding this correctly. So, um, don't know what's going to come out. I'm just excited about it. It looks fun. I did, I've never really been excited over a camera, but this one just seemed pretty interesting. It's got Bluetooth and wireless, which is really nice. Um, the, the memory, it has the normal SD card memory slot and stuff. Uh, what else? I'm just looking at the specs from BH Photo here. Um, the aperture, I guess, is good. I, I don't know. I, I'm not that. I'm not that well informed about aperture stuff. I know what it means. Well, you're a streamer, girl. I know, but I, know. I, I aperture is always something that, like, I know what it means. Like, as far as like, it's how much the the lens like opens up and stuff to allow light in it. But as to what that measurement means or how that works is something I'm not like. I'm I'm still it's still a little bit confusing because I never actually dove into understanding it. Um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, it's just a. A little it's very compact too it's very very super small like it's i don't i don't know how to explain this in audio but it's a very small like little handheld type camera but it sounds super powerful i think it's also got a handle too they can like zoom 
yeah, the camera, you know, it's got like one of those like stick handle thingies and stuff. So, um, anyway, yeah, that's that's a thing. So it's a Sony ZV uh, E10 mirrorless camera. If you guys want to look it up for yourself, and maybe uh, I don't know, maybe somebody's birthday or Christmas is coming up, you can buy early and stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> that was all I wanted to um, to cover for for today and stuff. I don't know if there's anything else we want to loop back around to, or are we all. All good. I can't think of anything. My only question is, are virtual uh, bands going to take over uh, real bands? I don't think they are. Like, uh, like, um, so one concert I'm really excited for that's coming up is Uprise Fest. And okay. I'm so excited because all the bands that I want to see at concert are nice. going to be there. Very cool. <laughs> so, and I actually have tickets to... um see skeleton switch foot in Ooh, what? physically i so. want to see switch foot dang it you <laughs> no nah! I, I have a free ticket <laughs> I, I well me uh depends on when it is and and where we'll talk later it's uh, it's it's uh, yeah yeah we'll talk later <laughs> uh but anyway go on but yeah um so but anyway so virtual so go on anyway so virtual bands and you know, all that stuff so like is that going to be something we're going to see more often that's going to take over, like, human bands, or...? I don't think it's going to take over human bands. I Human bands. But I think it's going to be more of a mainstay. Like, it, it, it's a niche market, and they're targeting yeah. their niche market. Whereas, like, you know, people who actually want to see people perform are going to go to the people who want to see perform like you know like yeah so i mean it well the reason why i ask is because it like i know that um ar and vr tech is going to be is like basically the next thing coming for technology from what i am seeing um just i uh, you know articles and stuff i'm coming across and um you know, Riot has done a lot of stuff with AR tech with their bands and making their virtual bands basically kind of quote unquote come to life and stuff. And I know that um, we were talking a little bit earlier about like uh, Miku Kitsune being, uh, she's basically like a hologram that they like display over like the special screen or whatever to make her look like she's real and everything. And, um, you know, I don't know. I know it's getting more popular to have that stuff, but I just didn't know. I'm thinking to myself, like, is it going to be something that will just, like, take over more? Or I guess maybe, I guess maybe in your case, maybe, as you said, maybe more common. I don't know. But it's just something I was kind of touching on because I'm, a lot of things are going very digital and less, kind of like less human of sorts. And so that's why I was kind of begging the question, uh, you know, what I, do you think? I think, in my personal opinion, I think it's going to be a very, how should I put it? Not controversial, but I think it's going to be very nice to have because, I mean, you have a lot of deceased uh, musicians who people never got to see perform live. Like mm -hmm. they did Tupac like a few years ago when he was a hologram. Yeah. And like I, I could, I could see like, People who want to reminisce in the past mm -hmm. with deceased performers like Elvis. Um, oh Nirvana. gosh, people, 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 people still don't think that Elvis died. <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but anyway, that that's a whole nother. Yeah, in my yeah, it really thing. is. But anyway, so I don't know. I, but, I, just... I mean, I mean, you 
there there's a market for it but i just don't think it's going to take over like the whole entire yeah you know market stay and stuff like that oh another digital band uh gorillas gorillas is another digital band that's one i haven't heard of yeah interesting but okay. that, that that's another digital ver uh another virtual band i com i completely forgot about them i forgot wow. they were a thing <laughs> wow yikes that just shows how good they are um yeah i i don't know i just was like i was just thinking about this about us covering you know the KDA music and stuff, and I was just like, um, kind of still gushing over it and stuff. But I was just like, huh, this is this going to be more? Because, and I guess the only downside is that you can't meet these people. Like, unfortunately, there's still yeah. like real voices behind them. I mean, you can meet the real voices behind them. Like, I would love to meet Soyin. I think it'd be amazing to meet Soyin. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's it's like that's the part that I think that that kind of sucks the most, and why I feel like maybe virtual bands might be not as easy to grab onto because people know that like at the end of the day we we could never touch these people or like meet them in person and which kind of sucks i mean we could definitely sell like they're real but um yeah i just i don't know it's it's interesting they are not uh they are not relatable yeah i mean they're not they're not as relatable because they live like perfect lives and everything was you like fabricate drama or something so but anyway yeah. um i guess that's it so um for those of you listening to the the show via audio thank you again for listening um if you would like to send us something to talk about you can uh as always email us um at or email us uh at the morning metro um my brain is my brain is glitching really hard and the, the email is the morning metro the morning metro at gmail.com oh. yes i'm sorry my brain just <laughs> fried itself really <laughs> really hard i don't really mess that up um but yeah um or if you're in our discord we do have a dedicated channel where you can contribute to the show um it's the what's the channel called what's the channel called it's called uh the morning metro article submissions so if you want to just put it right in there for us to take a look at each week um for us to consider to talk about um the you know whatever you found interesting and we might find interesting too and we might put in the show but um Otherwise, thank you again, and we'll see you guys next Friday, where we might actually have a uh, a guest. I'm I'm actually trying to arrange um, for somebody that uh, is another streamer and content creator to be on the show with us. So that'll be kind of fun. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you guys, and for those of you that are um watching on the stream here, uh, please stick around. We're gonna play some games and hang out and chill and stuff. Maybe do an extended like a TMM after dark Kappa uh, <laughs> after dark. Uh, so yeah, but um, thank you guys who are listening and we'll see you guys next Friday. So yeah. Bye. Thank you.